0: The battle is back. It's me, Daniel Levy, your host. And man, we got a great addition to half the battle today. We're going to be talking to the Titan FC lightweight champion of the world, Jay Z. Calvacante. I mean, the guy's a legend, and it's his second time on half the battle. Last time he was on, he hadn't won that belt yet. But now, what's so cool about a guy like Jay Z is he's been a champion. In two separate eras of the sport. You know, he was considered the number one lightweight in the world back in the day. And now he's holding gold again. So, to talk to a guy like that is an absolute honor. Then we're going to be joined by my boy, Jose Shorty Torres. And his opponent, Abdiel Velasquez. Two very cool, hungry, young, up-and-coming guys that are looking to get that interim flyweight title at Titan FC 40. Also, ATL's own Freddy Yasunsao, he's the guy that's challenging Jay-Z for that lightweight title. Gonna be talking to him. Then also, UFC vet Ron Stallings, we all remember how his last fight against Joe Riggs went down, where Joe Riggs quit, and then it cost Stallings his job. So you know, I gotta talk to him all about that. Gonna be talking to Andrew Whitney. I can't wait for you guys to check it out, it's gonna be a good episode. But man... How about UFC 201, right? You know, everyone was talking shit about that card, saying it wasn't going to deliver. Well, I'll tell you what, the fighters went out there, and they delivered. I mean, first of all, T. Woodley, oh my god. I didn't see that coming. You know, we all said if he's going to finish Lawler, he has to do it early. But he did it early, man. I mean, he went out there. One doesn't simply get into a fight with Robbie Lawler and not take a punch. And uh, Woodley didn't take a single punch from Robbie Lawler, so that was absolutely incredible. Then obviously, you know, Carolina Kulbackiewicz cashed that plus two ten against Rose Namajunas. I was happy to see that. Cisco Rivera and uh, Goito Perez—they threw down. Goito came through. You know, he showed his—he uh, showed that he's a, he's got a little bit more left in the tank. He fought a bit smarter than Cisco and uh, pulled out the victory there. Jake Ellenberger oh man no one saw that coming so he drops Matt Brown in the first three seconds of the fight which might be the fastest knockdown in UFC history then it looked like Jake kind of gassed out a little bit and Matt was about to regain the momentum then out of nowhere the big body kick that liver kick it stopped Matt Brown in his tracks and he couldn't recover. So props to Jake. He's back. You guys heard the story when he went to he flew out to Vegas to talk to Dana. He's like, dude, listen, give me one more shot. Just give me one more chance. They gave him one more chance and they put him up against one of the toughest guys in UFC history in Matt Brown. And Jake came through and delivered. So props to him. Freddie Serrano, the Colombian Olympian wrestler. And Ryan Benoit, they threw down. I enjoyed that fight. People were saying that was a weird fight, but I'll tell you what. In person, it was so exciting because when you got all those slams, the axe kicks, people getting dropped, that kind of shit is fun to watch live, man. So that was a fun fight. Obviously, Mazavidal versus Pearson, that was my fight of the night. That was unbelievable. I mean, the heart that Ross Pearson has. He went down to a clean left. And was about to get finished with the ground and pound. He gets back up. uh, Jorge suplexes him. And then uh, Ross gets back up and keeps fighting. And won the last round on two of the judges' scorecards. So that was an unbelievable fight. Obviously Nikita Krylov doing what Nikita does. I mean that head kick. Just the way he set that up. He's really mixing in his Kyokushin karate background expertly. You know his last few fights he was winning via submission but now he got back to his uh, karate roots and knocking dudes out with head kicks anthony hamilton man i got to apologize to that guy because in my breakdown i was like you know he's one of the ugliest fighters in the ufc but i'll tell you what he went out there he electrified the crowd that was an unbelievable knockout wilson hayes he did really damn good too man that, that was a uh, that's the kind of performance you need when you know when you're promised a title shot and the champion pulls out it's that classic lead town spot because how could you be as motivated when you're fighting a guy that, you know, isn't the number 1 pound for pound anymore, you know? It, the guy isn't even ranked and Wilson handled it so professionally the way he finished him in the first round. So props to him. Obviously, uh, my teammate Mike Graves, I did think he won that fight, but it is what it is. You know, you got to make a definitive statement. You can't keep it close. So he'll come back stronger. He'll learn from that. And Damian Brown, how about that guy? You guys heard about him on half the battle. I was probably one of the first Americans to interview him, you know, before his fight. And he went out there and made a statement. You know, I didn't think he was going to knock out Cesar Arzamendi. Arzamendi is a former Muay Thai world champion. I thought, if anything, Damian would grind him out. But he went out there and beat him at his own game, which was absolutely unbelievable. So UFC 201 was so incredible, and now we got to talk to the fighters that are competing at Titan FC 40 this Friday on UFC Fight Pass. So here we go, guys. Hope you enjoy. Joining me on this very special edition of Half the Battle is the Titan Lightweight Champion of the World, Jay-Z Cavacante. Jay-Z, welcome back to Half the Battle, man.
1: Thank you, guys. Always good to be here. It's a pleasure to share some of my philosophy, my style, my view of fighting with you guys.
0: Dude, it's awesome to have you on the show. And, you know, last time we spoke, you had taken uh, some time off. You know, you refocused, you reassessed things. And now you came back, and now you're a world champion again, dude.
1: Yeah, man. That's uh, that's how it goes. I never stop fighting, you know, I do my thing. I'm not back. I always be there. And uh, I just made sure it was my first fight uh, Titan. I was glad that I was fighting for the title, you know. And uh, in life, you want to have one chance to do a good first impression. So I just made sure not to fuck it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned that, you know, you kept fighting. But you know what's another thing you kept doing? You kept believing in yourself. And that's so important, man.
1: Yes, that's a. Uh, if you don't believe yourself, who, who will, you know? That's always my question, you know? I, I always have my faith, I always work, I have just, sometimes, sometimes it's gonna take a while to connect this stuff. I believe in myself, I'm like a light, you know, like a light bulb. Yeah. But sometimes you have to connect it somewhere so the lights go on, you know? And sometimes there's a, a wire there, you can see it, you try to use the interrupt the node, Turn it on, turn it off, but it's not working. But sometimes it's just a little wire that's it's broke. And uh, sometimes take a while to dig in, break the wall, find the thing, work it on. And when you connect, it's all good. I'm a light, I'm bulbing, and I'm lighting again.
0: There you go, man. Now, Jay-Z, I know you're a really humble guy, but I got to know what it's like to be a champion in two different eras of the sport because you were a world champion back in the day when you were considered the number one lightweight on the planet, and now you're a world champion again right now as we're speaking. So, I mean, dude, you've, uh, like I said, you've been champion in two separate eras of the sport. Uh,
1: Yeah, I believe... Whoever's go wake up in the morning, go sleep at night, and between that you do what you love, you a champion, and that's my view. I never, I never left, I never wasn't a champion. You know, I do what I love, and uh, I work on. You know, that's all. That's my my champion. My my value is this: uh, work on myself, keep improving, be successful. No, not just the view of the people, but. Be successful with myself and be, be aware of my values, be aware like, of my core, you know, my, value, my core values. And uh, for me, that's it. Through good, through bad, I'm, I, I'm there. I'm doing what I love. I'm doing, I'm working, improving. And that's important for me, keep growing. And for me, that's life, not just about fighting, you know. Uh, I learn a lot of stuff from life to life from fighting. I always say that I start competing before I even could make a decision to my life, you know. I was competing with like six years old, the diapers division. <laughs> you know, I had no I had had no winner, no loser, you know. After you fight, you fight the have free can I put both hands up. Uh so for me it's normal. It's competition, you know, it was normal, it was a, it was a something I love and I still do and I think I always will do, you know. <laughs> So that's why I take care of myself, because
0: I want to fight as much as I can. Yeah, man. I mean, like you said, you've been a fighter your whole <laughs> life. Now, going into that fight with Pat Healy, I thought it was going to be a five-round war, man. Because whenever you watch Pat's fights, I mean, he usually always goes the distance. He's such a tough guy to finish. And you knocked him out in the first round. I mean, were you surprised, or did you uh, have a little trick up your sleeve going into that fight?
1: No, man. No. uh I was surprised. I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to come here. Yeah, I'm talking shit. I'm like a like, I'm the best. I'm going to do this. It's not, you know, uh, it's not my way. Uh, I was ready for five rounds. But I knew. if I knew if I had the chance, they had the opportunity there, I was going to grab it like a bald hair, like a bald person with only a couple hairs. I would grab their hair so hard. I want to finish the fight for those i go to because it. Uh, Patty he's like a zombie, you know? You hit him, you put in pressure, he keeps coming, coming, he keeps coming, 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 and then, uh, like he gave him the chance, you know, and I connected the right hand with that, just made you show. what he was done right there. So, do you feel like the punch you
0: connected him with, I mean, was that some stuff that you've been working with with Henry Hooft, or is that just your, uh, natural knockout power from all your years of fighting?
1: No, no, it's, uh, it, it, it's a combination of all works, you know. Henry Houston for sure. And uh, I've been working with George, you know, George Santiago. He's, he's my brother. And we've been together since forever. You know, since so like my career, we've always been training together. And uh, we work together. He was always there for me. He helped me out. He knows from the core. You know, He enormous from inside out. He's, uh, like I said, he's my brother. And uh, Evan Boris. It's another guy who works here with Henry as well. Uh, We put a lot of time together. So it's a combination, you know. My whole team, Sean it's another striker guy, he helps me out. Uh, When Robin, Robin Van Rusmale, became uh, the glory champion. When he comes here, we always work, we always put it together. And also, it's a combination, but it's the team. It's not just one guy, it's not just one person, but it's the team. The whole team makes the. Makes the work, and they just go. That represent
0: them. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of the team, you guys have been absolutely killing it lately. I mean, Gilbert <laughs> Durinho, Desmond Green. I mean, are there some other guys coming up that are on your team that I should be looking out for? I mean, obviously, I know. Uh, I heard Chas Kelly join your team. He's really good too.
1: Yes, yes, Chas is here. I know Pat Curran, it's here. Yeah, he is a great guy, great partner. Uh, like we said, Gilbert, Vicente Luke, uh Yuri is back on a roll. Uh who else we got here? We have a couple of new guys, you know, Taiwan and uh have the Marcus Johnson. A couple of guys that are new and uh they are making noise as well.
0: Now with uh these new guys coming into your to your camp, your team, I mean, do they all uh do they all feel that team vibe, that family vibe, or do you guys have to welcome them in, initiate them, as they like to say?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like a how do I say? Uh, i try to remember the words. like a a close community, you know? Yeah, to yeah. To get in, you have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to be, you have to, you gotta have your, you gotta get the respect. You gotta make. A, Yourself fit on the team, and uh, for sure we have a welcoming. You know, and uh, whoever speaks, they deserve. Who don't, they go out. We don't need to do anything. We don't need to kick anybody out. We don't need to do anything to people. But if they don't, we are such a close group. You know, we have such a good vibe, like a family environment. You all like all you see, you see the fighters. They're all tight. You know, even like all kinds of. Uh, Future and races and the countries and we have people from all over the world and everybody connects everybody has a good you know feeling everybody helps each other so whoever comes in and has a different attitude they they feel uncomfortable it's you know it's just the way it is they don't need to do anything they just oh, okay it's not for me
0: so your boy michael johnson he's got a Big fight coming up against Dustin Poirier, which I mean, for me as a fan, I love that fight because I mean, Michael Johnson, every single time he fights, win or lose, is it, it's exciting, and obviously you know Dustin Poirier is a very fun fighter to watch as well. What do you think about that
1: matchup, dude? I know, like you said, it's a great matchup. You know, like it's a good fight, and uh, that's good for Michael. You know, Michael was right there, like on a very good winning streak, and. They they messed him up. One of the decisions put him back a little bit, you know. And then he had the uh unique and was a controversial stuff. But uh, that's a good fight for for Michael, you know. That's what motivated him to go back, and put a good performance, be spectacular, and be right on the mix of that, you know, to be on top.
0: Yeah, he's got to be super motivated for this one. Because, I mean, any time you fight a guy like Dustin, and like you said, he had the unfortunate uh, decision loss to Benny, the fight with Diaz, he's got to be super motivated going into
1: this one. For sure, he is, man. He's working. He's at the gym. Uh, We put it together. We put the work together. And uh, I know he is. I believe in him. He came here a long time ago to help uh, Almost like on the beginning of the training, he came. Actually, he came about to help me out for, to get prepared for one of my fights. And uh, he, he liked it. He ended up staying. You know, He even stayed at my house. Uh, we, we lived together for a little bit, for a couple of weeks. And uh, he ended up staying. So it's great to see how far he's been, you know, he's, he, he came. And uh, I know he can do much more. So I know he's motivated.
0: Now we got to talk about you. How motivated are you, man? You're taking on huh. Freddy Assunção. He's nine and one. He's a great fighter. Obviously, he comes from a family of fighters. He's a fellow
1: Brazilian. How do you feel about the matchup, dude? I love it, man. I I really like it. You know, it's a good fight. I I just want to be active. Uh, for for a time of my career, you know, I wasn't that active, and this time I'm. That will be my third fight on the year. A lot of people doesn't know but I fought uh, before Patty Hill I fought in Japan in uh, in an event called Knuckles. and uh that was in April and then I fought in June. Now I'm fighting August and I I just love it, man. It's uh, like I said, I love what I do and fighters fight. And that's that's one thing I think motivates me more because now I'm fighting, finally getting consistent fights and it's a blast for me, you know, to be there and be able to show my experience, show the work, show, like I said, you know, my motivation, like my, my mindset always been there. I always believe it. And that's good to see and to go there and just show, just be me. That's what I work to be me. I want to go there just flows.
0: I mean, i think you said it perfectly, man. Fighters fight. I mean, that's all there is to it but i I got a, a little question for you, man. This is the first time since two thousand seven that you fought a fellow Brazilian does that uh i mean does that mean anything to you or is it just another fight it's
1: a, It's another fight uh, The thing is because I know I know Freddie, I you know I know his brothers uh we're all school we always like a, whenever we met, you know we're all school always respected with each other. Do you know, have the friend, the friend vibe. Do you know, the Brazilian, like a couple of guys, they have good friends with Jucão, who is like a another guy they know forever. So you always be in the whole environment when we were together. You know, but like I said, it's a fight, and uh, he's not like my best friend. He's not my teammate. Uh, that would be hard for me to fight a teammate, a close teammate, and uh, but that's it. The fighters fight fight. And uh, we, we're going to go there, uh, we're going to go there, going to fight, have a good fight, entertain the audience, going to do our best, and that's, a, that's it. That's a, that's a good way to put it, you know? And after the fight, we're cool. Same way, no no drama, no nothing. It's, uh, for me, respect is the number one thing. And I respect him, and, like I respect all of the fighters. But even if I don't like him, I still respect them.
0: There you go, man. You're a true professional. It's all about the fight. And Jay-Z, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle, man. It's always a pleasure. I wish you the best of luck in your fight, obviously in your training camp as well. Stay healthy. And uh, we'll we'll talk after the fight, all right, man?
1: Yeah, man. That sounds good. Thank you, man. Uh, one of the guys that I forgot to mention, he was carito Banks. He's fighting Bell- he fought in Bellator. Now he has a sign with Bellator. He's another guy who has been helping me a lot. And so look up for him. Look, watch out for him. He's coming. And I just want to thank all my teammates, all the Black Zinniers, Glenn Robson, our godfather, that helpers us to keep it together. My sponsors, High Motors, the know, 27 North. All the guys that support me to do what I love. And without them, it would be a little bit harder. But it's good to be to have good people surround me. And that's why I grow so much.
0: There you go, man. Jay-Z, thanks again for the time, and best of luck, man.
1: Okay, I appreciate it, my man. Thank you.
0: All right, peace out, brother. Peace. Joining me on this very special edition of Half the Battle is Jose Shorty Torres. Jose, welcome back to Half the Battle, man.
2: Oh, I'm happy to be back. It's always an exciting time. Yeah,
0: absolutely, man. And speaking of exciting times, you're taking on Abdiel Velasquez for the interim flyweight title at Titan FC40. I mean, that's got to be pretty damn exciting,
2: huh? The cool thing about it is that you know we're both 23 given i'll be 24 a few days before the fight my birthday is august 2nd and we're both young as in the sport no matter what happens in this fight i feel like we're gonna run into each other again in the ufc so it's it's gonna be a battle it's gonna be a fun fun time absolutely now
0: how do you feel about uh the fact that you know you're only two and oh obviously we all know about your extensive amateur background so you have plenty of experience but on the pro level, you are two and zero. You know he's faced defeat before. He's overcome that. He's seven and two. So on paper, he's got more experience than you. But fights aren't contested on paper.
2: Yeah, I mean that, we could have said the same thing about my last opponent. The last opponent had sixteen professional fights and you know thirty five years old, a veteran, and I was able to put a number on him, which I was really really happy about because it was my first five minute round and my first fifteen minute round uh, fight in one you know one time. So. You know, to have that mainly with three three-week training camp and dominate the way I did now, I have a full eight- to nine-week training camp. You know, my weight's already, I'm only eight-and-a-half pounds over. I'm already very, very close. And, uh you know, I, I'm down here at Jackson, coming, in I'm getting the best sparring in the world, and I'm having a phenomenal time. I believe uh Albi Velasquez is a very smart and intelligent opponent, but I believe overall, I believe I'm just a little more well-rounded than he is, and I don't think he's safe anyone of my caliber yet.
0: You mentioned how important it was for you to go the full 15-minute uh, distance in your last fight. Well, now you get an extra two rounds to work. So, do you feel like that's a benefit for
3: you?
2: It's it's definitely the the cool thing about this is that I'm getting all the experience very early in my career compared to some guys, you know, they don't get this chance until like again, Fabio, you know, he doesn't get this chance until his 10th fight. You know, this is only my third professional fight and I'm already you know known as one of the best uh amateur you know best amateur in the world and now best professional for titan fc and getting this title shot i'm just very very happy people enjoy my fights people enjoy my presence my personality and i'm just ready to put on a show yeah
0: and now absolutely it, it's your third fight and you know you could look at that as an accomplishment in itself however you're still coming here to win my man right
2: oh definitely i mean uh, given, I don't know if people seen my documentary. If they haven't, Jose Shorty Torres, I believe it's Jose Shorty Torres' hero on YouTube. But what what I stated is, I would love to be a champion. I never started the sport to be a champion. It's it's always a benefit. It's always, hanging out know, a definite goal. But my thing was always to be a hero to be an inspiration for people. And this is just another way up, another chance to to do my thing and shine. And I'm I'm just really happy that people are motivated behind me and people are trying to motivate me. I'm just again just to have this fight at only. 2 0 to have this in my third fight is a phenomenal thing. I believe I'm making history and showing that having a professional, very good amateur career is going to get you much more respect as a professional.
0: Yeah, I mean, not only are you stepping up, like you said, but another thing that's cool about this fight is, you know, it's Latino versus Latino. Does that mean
2: a lot to you? I believe so. You know, it's usually anytime you see any boxing fights, it doesn't matter if they're the same nationality, it doesn't matter if it's Mexican, Mexican, Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican. Or you know the usual class of uh, Puerto Rican Mexican. He's full-blooded Puerto Rican, from what I know. I'm half and half. I'm Mexican Puerto Rican. So it's going to be a clash of just. I believe you know typical Latino style boxing is just going forward, back and forth, and just just keep on pushing. I know my style is very very forward. His style is more of uh, you know pick his shots and get get out the way. And I think stylistically, it's going to be a very entertaining fight as long as he wants to stand and bang with me. I'm more than happy to do so.
0: Well, I mean, it's funny you bring that up because you're the wrestler here. So I, I assume that's what he wants to do, right?
2: Well, I mean, I'd hope. It's, it's pretty funny because even down here at Jackson Wink, everyone's like, oh, he's the All American wrestler or he's the judo practitioner. You know, he's going to try to take you down. And I never, ever go for a takedown. The only time I ever go for it is just literally you're like, hey, just take it. Just, just take it. You know, I prefer to, to put on a show. I'm not saying takedowns are boring. But I, I love to just stand and bang and if I'm in trouble or if I do see a good takedown, then you know, I might as well take it. But overall, I don't care where this fight goes, I don't care if it goes in the ground, I don't care if it stays standing. I think overall I'm well rounded enough to beat him no matter where the fight goes.
0: I mean, is that whole not shooting for takedowns thing, is that an ego thing or do you just feel that comfortable with your stand up that you're down to stand up and fight?
2: Uh, both. I mean, given I mean we we love to watch, you know, fights of just guys standing there and trade, Robbie Lawler and, you know, Rory McDonald just going at it. Um, you know, that's, that's something I've, I've always idolized in mailing boxing as well. Just guys that just want to stand and trade. But, uh, I, you know, my personal thing is the wrestler, I don't feel like running into a knee. You know, that's always been my biggest fear. And anytime I have taken a shot, you know, against Travis Taylor or in my amateur career, it has been a good, a very good, well-timed shot where I'm not dropping my head too low or I'm tossing the to guy in a judo throw. So we saw against Rinaldo uh, Duarte. Um, or Ray you Dino, know, you know, I freaking lateral them and I was able to toss them a few times you know, I'm not trying to do the shot, I want to stand up, have some fun and put on a show and that's again, I don't care where the spike goes I, I respect that and I believe it's going to be an awesome, awesome trade, but uh, I believe I'm going to have the, the upside in it
0: Yeah, now I'm not one to tell a fighter what to do or give them advice but you mentioned that you were worried about you know taking a knee if you just shoot from far out, but I mean, what about those, uh, those
2: clinch takedowns? I mean, the clinch takedowns, again, I, I'm very comfortable in the clinch. I'm a I'm a big judo guy. I'm a brown belt in judo. I love to toss people. I love the lateral, you know, side hip toss, everything whatsoever, but, you know, as we saw in my last fight, the guy wants to clinch with me, I'm going to knee you as much as possible. Once you get desperate, then that's when I'll toss you, take you down, and, uh, again, you know, I, I go whatever you give me, so my favorite thing is the clinch is, you know, Muay Thai clinch, and then I'll judo toss you, but, again, uh, it doesn't matter where this fight goes. I believe... From what I've seen in his last fight, again, he fought a very smart fight against Alexis Vila. It wasn't the most entertaining fight, but Alexis Vila is a very good veteran in the sport. I probably wanted to want to trade with him as well. Um, But, you know, if he he runs around the way he does, then I'm going to have to clinch him and and see where it goes from there. Yeah,
0: I mean, taking on Alexis Vila when you're as young as Abdiel is, I think he's... I mean, he's like 21 to 23. He he's, he's definitely a kid. So to take on a 45-year-old man that's knocked out Joe Warren, I mean, it's got to be intimidating, you know, and he he passed that test.
2: Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing, you know, if, and that's why I say he's a very smart fighter, you know. Would, have, would I have loved for, to see him, you know, go in and stand and bang with him? Oh, yeah, I would have loved to see him more entertaining fight, but a win's a win, and that's all that matters. And he fought very smart. Again, Alexis Vila has done some great things in the sport, You know, know, took third in the Olympics, knocked out the guy you said, and he's the guy's a powerhouse. I mean, he might be 45 years old, but his body looked like he was 26. He was ready to stand and trade, but his body just naturally wasn't as fast as it used to be against, uh, you know, Avila Velasquez. So Avila played a smart fight, picked his shots, you know, picked his punches and got around. And, again, this is what I've been saying. I'm not 45 years old. You know, I'm not going to take a shot or do a big haymaker and miss and go, oh, damn, well, hopefully you you come back towards me. (laughs) I'm going to chase you down, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut off the corner and, uh, you know, take you down or stand and bang, whatever the case is. I'm just happy to get this fight, get this title shot. And it's too young to go going at it. I mean, there's nothing more exciting than two young, young prospects. They're probably going to get called to the UFC the next fight, you know, fighting against each other.
0: Now, obviously, you know, winning's on your mind, but if someone were to defeat you, do you think that someone could actually, you know, outpoint you and take you down and, and legit beat you, or do you think they'd have to catch you to, to, to win against you?
2: I mean, truthfully, and this is the way I say it, inevitably I'm going to lose. Inevitably there's going to be somebody bigger, badder, stronger, faster, whatever the case may be. You know, whether it's Obvio Velasquez, which I don't think so, but hey, you know, he can catch me, or you never know. August 6th, he might just be the better athlete than I am. And uh, if that's the case, and so be it. You know, I'm only 23 years old. the time I'll be 24 I'm I'm so young in my career and moving up so fast. Even if I did get upset in this fight, I have so much more time to come back up and build my career. I mean, there's, there's no flaw to winning or losing this fight. It's just a win-win to get promoted the way I'm getting promoted and just have a lot of fun doing it.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, it's win-win regardless, but with that said, your goal is to get that victory.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for the finish. <laughs> I'm definitely not hoping for a 25-minute fight. If it goes that way, then so be it, but... I at least the way I've been looking at film, the way I've been sparring, the way I've been practicing myself, I don't see it you know going all the way the full distance. And I just I see it being a very tough fight, mainly in the first round. But I just don't see them having the skill that I have.
0: Yeah, you know, you mentioned that you want to finish. Obviously, the fans love finishes. But I'll tell you what, man, you know, if you ended up going the full twenty-five minute distance in your third pro fight, I mean, that'd be a hell of an experience for you.
2: Oh, definitely. And I mean, this is my first poster. You know, again, my first co-main event, third pro fight. I I would love a bonus from Titan of see. That's exactly what I'm going for. And again, if we go the full 25 minutes, I definitely want to make it fight of the night. You know, we both deserve it. We're both champions already. You know, at such a young age. And again, you see the the, the guys doing the main event. They're so much older than us. They're both veterans in the sport and have two 23 year olds being uh, a co-main event. I mean, we're we're just both excited for the fight, and I I can't wait for it
0: yeah and how's the vibe at Jackson's right now? You guys got some big fights coming up, obviously, uh, our boy John Jones got into some trouble, but in my opinion, he's going to prevail like the true champion he is I-, I believe he'll be exonerated, but besides that, I mean, like I said, some big fights are coming up. you guys got you know cup Swanson just got a big victory in his last fight, so uh the vibe's got to be pretty good over there, right?
2: Oh, it's actually great, you know, even though the the sad thing of John Jones, I did talk to him, he's very humbled about it. You know he's actually very optimistic, and uh, which is you know a, a very hard time for a guy who's just been brought back down and down and down again. Um, he's very optimistic, and you know we're hoping for a, a six-month suspension. If that's the case, then you know it's just like a regular championship delay. You know gets more practice, and he's going to get better during the time. But overall, like Cub Swanson, he's a perfect example of how the was going to fight like, and I've been sparring with him back to back when it comes to MMA sparring, takedowns, jiu-jitsu, all that stuff, and uh him and i have been helping each other so much so that's that's definitely a very fun experience to go cub john dotson has been helping me out a lot as well he's another softball and uh just just let you know john dodson throws the bricks at you and every time he punches you it seriously feels like he's hitting you with a brick Like you ever bend over and hit your you know head on the bottom of the table that's seriously how it feels he's like oh god what the hell was that you know but uh it's, it's an awesome time to go with these top-notch pros you know guys who are ranked top three in the world at their weight class i'm just again i'm just privileged to know that these guys want to go with me and uh, i can hold my own with some of the ufc's best
0: Hey, you mentioned john dodson does he have anything lined up on the docket
2: um from what we know nothing but he's again he's training 100 you know he's definitely going in there he's teaching he's beating people up and he's, he's showing you know pretty much who's boss and it's an awesome experience just to go with him. Uh, he's so fast. He's so powerful. He's extremely, extremely strong. And, uh, I mean, it's it's just an awesome privilege to, to go with a guy, again, who was number one, number two in the, in the flyweight division and now just moving up so fast in the bantamweight division. I'm just excited to see possibly him fight TJ Dillashaw. I think that'd be an awesome, awesome rematch.
0: Oh, that would be a great rematch. Uh, I've heard rumblings that... Lineker versus TJ might be in the works. So you know what actually would be a cool fight? Obviously, I want to see Dodson fight all the stand-up guys. You know, the Linekers, the Garbrands, the Almeidas, because, you know, that's what the fans want to see. But tell me what you think about this stylistic clash. How about John Dodson versus Aljamain Sterling? I mean, they're polar opposites. It would just be so intriguing to see if, uh, you know, if Sterling can get this guy down to the ground and do what he does, or if Dodson can circle around the ring and then throw his big bombs and put him in a place he's never
2: been yeah the crazy thing is you know even though Dotson is a is a small guy he's a short guy he's extremely extremely powerful and you don't even notice it until he grabs hold of you um mainly when he punches you again like he gets so close and he throws so fast We saw his last knockout I mean the guy was on the floor and he punched him with the same uppercut I don't know maybe like 15 times before the rest stop in maybe five seconds his hands are so fast and they come out of nowhere I mean we we're sparring today I'm just like what the hell? What are you throwing at me? Are you even padded up? You know? So it's it's an awesome time. I, I would love to see Dotson just fight anyone. And whoever they put in front of them, is, you know, it's going to be an awesome, awesome fight. I mean, that'd be great to see Lineker and Dotson. Just two guys throwing bombs back and forth <laughs> and just standing and trading. I think that'd be awesome. Again, I've never fought someone my size. So having Abdiel being around my height is is an awesome thing, and I think it's the same thing for Dots in the fight. You know, somebody his size so they can both have the same reach and just throw bombs at each other. I mean, that's something that the fans love, the fans enjoy it, and um, it'd be a nice bonus at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, whenever you mention uh, Lineker's name, you know, a smile automatically comes to my face because, I mean, how can you
2: not love watching that dude fight?
0: You know what I mean?
2: And it's, it's crazy because he he doesn't block well. Like, he, he, gets, he takes a lot of shots. It's like, Nothing faces him, which is ridiculous because he, again, his first fight was against Francisco Rivera at the when You're like, oh man, he's probably going to knocked out because Francisco Rivera just does nothing but come forward. And I don't know. Or he's dropping Francisco Rivera and finishing him, and you're like, whoa. And then he did the same thing to to Michael McDonald, which is <laughs> ridiculous because Michael McDonald is known for having really hard hands. You know, the only person that stopped him was I Favor. So yeah. overall, I'm just excited to see what happens with Lineker. Lineker is definitely, I'm, I'm definitely a fan. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what's to come for him.
0: Yeah, he's not going to be able to do that forever. But right now, right now is his prime. Right now is his time. Now he can get away with it. So now is the time to enjoy these John Lineker performances. I mean, I've been watching this sport a very long time. Obviously, like I said earlier, I'm not one to give a fighter advice. But, you know, history repeats itself. You can't fight with your hands down. You can't take a bunch of shots Forever, you can at times, you know. Right now, he's getting away with it, and he's got an iron jaw. But eventually, when he gets older, he's gonna get cracked too, man. No one gets out of this game undefeated, and not that not that yeah, he's not that, that he's undefeated either. Just saying, uh now that he's at bantamweight, you know, he's on a little run.
2: Yeah, and that, and that's something I say to everyone. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're afraid you're gonna lose this title, or or just any fight." Inevitably, I'm going to lose. I mean, we we see people who are going undefeated, Anderson Silva in and the UFC. And then you know, an upset happens. It doesn't matter. And that's the crazy thing about the sport is somebody can be winning. For example, um, Anderson Silva and Chelsea Somebody can be winning the fight for all five rounds, and then something can happen. Either the guy can close his eyes and just throw one random punch and knock you out, or like the the fight, he can just randomly put in a submission and choke you out. You know, anything can happen in those five minutes, and it takes one split second, which makes the sport so exciting.
0: So speaking of one split second, you and Abdil Velasquez. The interim flyaway title, Titan FC 40. How's it going down, my man?
2: Overall, I I would love to see it go the distance. I don't see it going that way. I believe uh, the first round is going to be very tough for both of us. Um, I know he's going to move around a lot. I believe that would be the smarter thing for him to do. But I know second third round, I'm going to push the pace, and I believe I'll finish in the third. I don't see it go past three rounds. But overall, if it goes all five rounds, there's no way it's not going to be fighting tonight.
0: Jose Shorty, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle. It's always a pleasure, my man. Let the audience know where to follow you again, and anything you want to plug, bro? Now's the
2: time. Well, I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate everyone supporting me, all the interviews, everyone watching, listening in. I just want to say thank you so much. Cage came to me. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be down here at Link or training all over the world, so I definitely appreciate it. Combat Bill, all my sponsors, everyone knows who they are. So, again, I appreciate everyone helping me, supporting me. If anyone wants to follow me, Jose Shorty Torres, you can find me on Facebook or Jose Shorty Torres in the name, like my fan page, please, because eventually I'll just be working off of that. Jose Shorty Torres on Instagram and Shorty Torres 125. And lastly, the day of the fight, August 5th, probably about, Two hours before the event starts, I will be going live on my personal Facebook page so people please send me tune in if you have any questions you want to wish me luck or support or anything whatsoever I'll be uh, talking answering all the questions and again, thank you so much for everyone for all the support so two
0: hours before your fight you're going live, what are you
2: streaming your your warm up or what um this would be like before the event starts and I'll just be you know talking just you know people some people want to say good luck, some people want to say. Thanks for everything. If they have any questions, I'm more than happy to answer. And uh, you know, it's something I did for my last fight, and I had a lot, a lot of people tune in, and that's definitely what I want to do again. And I want to give my time because people give their time for me.
0: Man, that's actually really cool. I know we're wrapping this up, but I want to hear about that a little bit. Does that maybe give you a little comfort? Does that take your mind off the fight for those, you know, couple hours? Like, what does it do for you? Because that seems like it might be a little cathartic.
2: You know, the, the cool thing about that is. You know, and this is just for any fighter, not just myself. Sometimes you have those thoughts of like, oh, man, maybe I can't do it. Or if I lose, there goes all my support. But when you have so many people hitting you up on Facebook and, and showing all the love, support, hitting the like button, showing the hearts, whatever the case may be, you know that win or lose, you always have all that support back at home or even around the world. So having that going into the cage makes me smile, makes me happy, and makes me think less of what might happen. You know, again, anything can happen. I can get knocked out, he can get knocked out, whatever the case may be. But at least I know at the end of the day, I have fans, friends, family that support me, and that's something that motivates me every single day to keep on pushing forward.
0: I couldn't have said it better myself, man. Jose, thank you again for the time, brother, and uh, have a great day, man.
2: And you too, man. Thank you so much.
0: Joining me on this very special edition of Half the Battle is Abdiel Velasquez. Abdiel, welcome back to Half the Battle, man. Hey, thank you guys. How are you guys doing? Doing amazing, dude. Firstly, congrats on the big victory against Alexis Vila, man. That's a, a big name under your belt.
4: Yeah, thank you. Thank you, man. I really worked trained hard for this fight, and, you know, I'm excited for this one coming up.
0: Yeah, now, obviously, we're going we're to look forward. We're going to talk about Jose Shorty in a second. But uh, were you surprised that it was a majority, majority decision? Because, to me, it seemed like you clearly won the fight.
4: Um. Yeah, I was surprised at first. You know, when they and when they say majority, I will say, "What?" And you know, it just it was it was um you know um it happens. You know, that they they told because you know they gave it to him because that's his city and. It is, you know, it is what it is. At least I got the win. Oh yeah, it's
0: all about getting your arm raised, and if you don't, you learn. But you got the victory, so it's all good. Now you're taking on Jose or Jose Shorty. It's funny. Uh, it's funny. I was joking with Jose last time I spoke to him because, uh, you know. Uh, Jose Aldo everyone calls him Jose so now everyone calls Jose Jose I'm like no nah, his name is Jose but dude I gotta know you're fighting him for the interim flyaway title uh pardon my ignorance but who's the flyweight champion right now
4: who's the best for who for which one
0: for time? Uh, sorry you're fighting uh Jose Torres for the interim flyaway title correct yes so so who's the current champion at flyweight uh
4: it's Tim Elliott
1: Oh yeah,
0: okay, yeah. Uh, of, of, of course, I forgot that. See, I thought that since he was going on the Ultimate Fighter, that he uh, vacated his belt. But I guess I was wrong about that. So cool. So
4: you and Shorty well, uh,
0: get a chance to fight Tim.
4: Yeah, um, you know, pretty much. He's. I know he got a chance. Uh, Tim got a chance to get to Ultimate Fighter, and you know, he's going to still be the champion um, until you know, if he wins the uh, Ultimate Fighter, you know, I'll take. I'll take the. Uh, we'll take whoever wins well, I'm going to win the belt, but yeah, when I get whoever wins the champion, pretty much if Tim Ali goes and makes it to the UFC, i keep that belt.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But if he
4: doesn't, then me and him will face each other for that belt.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, what do you think about uh, Jose Shorty Torres?
4: Um, Nothing. You know, I expect a good fight. I know he has a great background as an amateur, but um, I know he's coming off with two wins. Um, but you know that's not surprising because he's just coming. He's just a pro. Nothing different. He uh, he thinks he just could challenge anybody he can and you know get a get a win. But that's not going to happen to me. Um, he hasn't got a challenge. He he didn't really get a challenge from all those two fights he had. It was just easy fight for him. So you know he's going to see what I, what I'm really made of, and he's going to be he's going to regret it dropping to 125 too.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is actually his. Uh first real step up in competition I mean you have a lot more pro experience than him he has an extensive amateur background but we all know once you get to the pros it's a different story so you trying to hand him his first defeat obviously
4: Oh, yeah, definitely, you know, uh, I can see that he's got a big head, and, you know, a lot of people are overlooking me, and they're just, you know, letting him think that he's going to win, but, you know, I love being the uh, underdog, you know, I love being underestimated and like to prove people wrong, and, you know, they're going to see in the cage that, you know, don't underestimate me, you know, even though my background, even though my record doesn't show it, you know, I have have the skills and, you know, uh, the skills to it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. You love being the underdog. I love betting on underdogs. And, I mean, you're 7-2, and two, right? I mean, that's not uh, some shitty record or anything, dude.
4: No, it's not. You know, I, 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 It's a good record, you know. I've worked my ass off. And I know those two losses I had were just uh, by the judges, you know. One was the, a split decision to give it to the judge. And the other one, I lost, you know, and that was my true loss.
0: Yeah, well, it's important for fighters to take that first L, and then you come back a better fighter. You take those lessons, you learn from them, and uh, everyone has to take that first L. I mean, no one gets out of this sport undefeated. And I got a lot of respect for Jose Shorty. Whether you beat him or not, eventually he'll take his first loss too, you know what I mean?
4: hmm Yeah, definitely. You know, everybody gets their first loss and they learn from it and they come back, you know, harder and train and train harder and they come back, you know, better. You know, you gotta you can't just come in and think that you could change uh um bad, uh call out anybody and you know and think that you're gonna expect to win
0: now real quick on a side note i heard you were uh, scheduled to fight my boy juan puerta but it fell through
4: oh uh, yeah I, I was supposed to fight him but i don't know what happened um i don't know if he uh, they didn't want to take it i don't know what happened to that fight but um you know if you ever want to if you ever want to fight it you know fight me you know i'm always there
0: oh yeah did he pull or something like that
4: I don't know. My coach think. my coach told me my manager told me he I think he did, but I'm not trying to call anybody out but I, I expect I, I think that he did.
0: Okay, interesting. Well I'd love to see that fight just because I like seeing real fighters fight each other. And I've known that dude a long time. He comes to fight. Obviously, you come to fight too. So anytime you get two action-packed fighters like that inside the ring or cage, it's guaranteed excitement. But we can't look past Jose Shorty Torres here. You got a serious wrestler on your hands. He's a hyped prospect. Everyone's talking about him. People are uh, overlooking you. How motivated are you to get this upset?
4: Oh, I'm really motivated. You know, I've been training. I'm training harder. I'm training harder uh, as I ever did. You know, because I know this is going to be an important fight. It's a five-round fight, and, I'm, you know, I'm training hard, you know. I'm training I'm training with uh, with good coaches, wrestling coaches, and uh, with my stand-up coaches. So, you know, it's going to be a good fight. I know it's going to be, I'm just going to bring it, I'm going to bring it, but, you know, one man is going to come out with a victory, and it's going to be me.
0: Now, Abdiel, you got five rounds to work in this fight. How, how does that make you feel?
4: Nothing, nothing. It doesn't make me feel nothing. Um, you know, it's going to be the same fight, it's just they add two more rounds into it. Um, I know it's going to be a good fight, but I'm going to see if authority can last. I know I can last uh, five rounds because, you know, I could do it. I've been training training over five rounds with my with my, uh, with my team and practice, so I know I could do it.
0: Yeah, in my opinion, five rounds favors you because, uh, you know, when you go against a really good wrestler, he can win the first couple rounds by taking you down. But, you know, if he starts to get tired a little bit, you got more time to work.
4: Yes, definitely, definitely, yeah, no, I know that he's going uh, to be aggressive when he comes in the cage, and um, I know the first couple of rounds is going to be really uh, tough, but, you know, I'm going to stand it up, and, you know, he's not going to take me down, and I can see, I can make sure of that.
0: Yeah, and I also have a feeling that he's going to try to test his stand-up against you, too.
4: Oh, yeah, I see, I see, uh, I can see that happening, too, but I know I have a better stand-up than him, he's not going to keep up with my speed and my jelly, um, I know he's always a straightforward fighter. And I can see that. I was, just a kickboxing is nothing more than that." So you're gonna see that. You know, it's not. It's not all about you know kickboxing and wrestling. Yeah, I mixed it all up, and you know, and put it out there. So,
0: absolutely. Well, Abdiel, it's a pleasure as always to speak with you, my man. Before we get out of here, give me a fight prediction. How's it gonna go down? You and Jose Shorty Torres, the biggest fight of your life. Co-main event at Titan FC 40 for the interim flyweight title.
4: Oh, you're gonna expect the finish. I tell you that. Um I I like to finish within the second or third round. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, brother.
0: Well, hey, Abdiel, thank you so much for the time again. And man, let the audience know where to follow you on social media.
4: Yeah, you can follow me on uh on Facebook MMA. Um also on Instagram MMA 2 and uh, on Twitter too @abdiel uh with three what was my three uh name uh, last name BL93. Awesome, man. Well, Abdiel,
0: best of luck again, and uh, stay safe in training camp, and go out there and do your thing, man.
4: I appreciate it. Thank you, sir.
0: All right, buddy. Have a great day. You too. Joining me on this very special edition of Half the Battle is Freddy South Freddy, welcome to Half the Battle, man.
5: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Absolutely, man. It's always cool to speak to one of ATL's own. You know, it's not often I get to speak to a, a Georgia fighter, so hey, man, always cool to speak to one of our own, man.
5: Thank you, I appreciate that. It's actually, it's one of my uh, few images I've done from, you know, Atlanta-based, uh, so that's exciting. That's cool.
0: Oh, yeah, most of the guys that I speak to you, I, I assume, are not from Atlanta, huh?
5: Right, I am mean, not done, it's, it's funny, because I've done a, a, a lot of overseas uh, interviews, and of course, some here, but... Um, Not, you know, not me from Atlanta. Not me at all.
0: Well, it's good to have you on the show, man. We got a lot to talk about. Obviously, you're trying to bring a second belt back to ATL because, you know, obviously uh, Diego's got that welterweight belt. You're trying to get the lightweight on. Now, uh, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, you're taking on Jay-Z. He's a legend of the sport. At one point, he was considered to be the best lightweight on planet Earth. And now, uh, you know, he did what a champion does. He took some time off. He faced some setbacks, and he came back and won the belt. Now you get to face him. That's
5: right. Um, uh, Yeah, I I really, uh, when I I started uh, training, Jay-Z, like you said, Jay-Z was one of the best. And, uh, you know, I've always watched his career and followed his career. And we have a lot of, you know, he's actually a buddy. I mean, we have a lot of uh, mutual friends. Um, So I'm definitely, you know, I definitely know what I signed up for. It's going to be a a hell of a battle.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk about that fight in a sec. But, dude, I want to backtrack for a sec. You made your MMA debut against Felipe Aranches, your pro debut. And one doesn't simply take on Felipe Aranches in their pro debut. And you actually went the full uh, 15-minute distance with him. What was that experience like for you?
5: Yeah, it was was fun. I mean, it was, uh, of course, you know, first ever fight. Actually, I I didn't have... uh, uh, amateur career. I went straight to pro just because you know I I went ever since I started training in My brothers were already pretty at a pretty high level, and uh, you know I didn't feel the need to go to have an amateur fight. Uh, I could have you know since I was already training at pretty high level. Um, I went straight to pro, and Philippines was definitely. It's funny because it's not there's a photo of fought nowadays. You know. I would have probably depressed twice by the back day. And I was like, well, whatever, I just want to fight, you know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And he turned out to be, we found out later that he was like um, a champion in Muay Thai in Brazil. He was like a 18-1, a pro Muay Thai fighter, and 6-2 and as a pro MMA. So, but it was good. It was a great, confident booster, you know, when I beat him and found out who he was. Uh, he was, you know, a... Uh, uh, Up and coming name, you know, prospect. So it was, it was a cool experience. You know, it got me uh, really confident to start off my career. Uh, It was a really good win, but that was really exciting.
0: Yeah, and dude, when you fought him, he was six and three. He had nine pro fights, and it was your pro debut. So I mean, did it? Was it intimidating fighting a guy with that much more experience than you?
5: Um, not really. I'm, I'm pretty like, oh, how can I say this? I'm pretty cold-blooded when it comes to that. Um it, it's kind of like the same situation as Jay-Z, you know, I don't really look at uh, the, at, you know, the, the stats, you know. I just, whatever, it's one man against the other. Um, you know, I, I have confidence in my skill level, uh, confidence in my training, i you know, from where it came from, like, uh, as far as you know, martial arts wise, with my brothers, I get a lot of confidence training with them. They have a lot of experience. Um, it was, I mean, it was. I uh, to be honest, it. Of course, I was really excited for the for the fight itself. Um, I was really confident for that fight. I I saw someone of his tape. I knew he was a tough guy, but um, you know, I didn't really. I wasn't really concerned about getting you know, beat up or anything. Else.
0: And uh that fight was in Brazil, right? That was before you moved to Atlanta.
5: No,
1: actually that fight was
0: in Virginia.
5: Oh. Um, yeah. That fight was in uh there was a promotion called UWC and actually who fought that that pro- same car was uh Mike Easton fought Chase BB for the- on the main event. Uh, John Dawson fought, I don't remember who exactly, fought the Coleman event. It had, like, it had some good, it was a pretty good promotion. Um, but they only lasted for a few shows, I think.
0: Yeah, man, that's interesting. I had no idea. So, first of all, how does a, a Brazilian like yourself end up in Atlanta?
5: Um, well, we moved. Brazil. So my mom was a single mom, raising three boys, you know, tough in Brazil for her. So she moved to the U.S., you know, searching for a better life for us and, you know, uh, school, you know, better education. So we moved to Miami, and we spent a few years in Miami, and we have a, a second uncle that lives in Atlanta. Uh, he's, like, a, you know, he's a, basically an American, was a back things over the American season and he said why don't you guys come to Atlanta because uh, Miami was uh very you know Miami's crazy you know of like gangs you know uh, not you know not great school system so they, that's how we ended up in Atlanta mom decided to move, move to
6: Atlanta.
0: Yeah man I mean this is a great place to be so you know obviously it's good yeah. to have you here man and obviously uh Man, you train with so many good people. You got both your brothers, you got Douglas and Diego, you got Coach Manu. I mean, who have you been put oh Jukal. Who have you been putting work in uh with for this camp? Those guys I mentioned? Um yeah, for this camp of um I
5: haven't done a lot of training with those guys, um, as much as I, we could we put Fifth Junior uh was back in town and Rafael... Um, was trained for a fight for your C two hundred and Junior. Junior actually fights this weekend in China, and so since we have all three of us having fights coming up, um, we didn't have the need to, uh, you know, go out a lot to training to do a lot of. Um, we have we have a school here in Atlanta in our called Attention MMA in Fitness, and we have a lot of uh, students here and, and bodies that can kind of help us. Um uh, some guys are good level with grappling level. So I uh, we only brought a few coaches in, like uh for wrestling, I have my coach uh Jeff Sidar, you know, Manu kinda help helps out with the with the uh the striking, then I have my strength conditioning coach. Uh so uh just you know, just between having Rafael and Junior and myself and a few other bodies that's already you know, a heck of a training session that's already plenty of guys in the room to train. Um, but, if, you know, whenever we can, of course, we go train with Diego and Douglas and Browns. It's always, always great to, you know, uh, get feedback from different um, you know, different styles and different minds, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we are fortunate to have a lot of good training partners here in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, and what's it like training with someone like Manu? Because it's funny with a with a lot of people, if they just saw him and they didn't know who he was, you know, he's like five foot eight. He, he's a little chubby, but I've seen this dude destroy UFC light heavyweights right in front of my eyes and just make them look like little kids. You know, he's like a little short Anderson Silva, but yeah, a Muay Thai legend. What's yeah. it? What's it like training with Manu? Oh, it's awesome.
5: I mean, the guy is like an encyclopedia from Muay Thai. You know, he's got a lot of our uh, experience, um, and he can break down, you know, game plan. It's it just, and he's a, a very, uh, positive person, very happy person. So it's good to have him around. Uh, just get, you know, um, some of that pressure off training and fighting, like, you know, i it's, it's, enjoy having, you know, joking around before and after training. Um, of course, when he's, when it's time to train, with train hard, um, but he's a great guy to have around, you know, and he's got a lot of experience. So, and he's a beast, you know, when it comes to to game plan and you know the actual technique, breaking it down. i mean, training with, even though he, you know, he's a little out of, a little got a little weight on him, but he's a beast, you know. The guys, uh, um, same thing goes for my other coaches, you know, uh, like Jeff Wardar. He's, uh, I mean, he's like uh, almost fifty years old and and you know, little Popeye and he's solid, you know, um and you can't just he's a little guy but you can't like he's, he's a stud, you know, he's solid. You can't barely move him around. Um he's such you know and he's got tons of knowledge. So it's it's very gratifying having those those type of coaches around.
0: So, dude, you took on Brenton Hanson at the time. I mean, he was so hyped up. I believe he knocked someone out with a flying knee, and, you know, everyone saw that highlight reel. And you went out there and took him on. You you beat him. It was a close fight, according to the judges. But, uh, I mean, how good was it to get that uh, win under your belt? It was great. Um, That fight,
5: um, I was coming out of surgery. I had surgery a year before that fight. Well, actually less than a year, about 10 months before I had ACL surgery, I my ACL training, and uh, it was my first fight back. Um, and it, like you said, this guy had a lot of momentum, had, you know, knockouts and stuff. He was a stud, and it was good. Though. It was good to prove, you know, that even though coming out of surgery, uh, I could, keep, you know, go in there and, and beat a guy. Actually, I... World Series wanted me to, he was trying to build him up, you know, and he, we kind of, that's, that's why I ended up leaving uh, World Series because uh, they were trying to set me up, you know, for me not to win and stuff. Even though I proved them wrong, um, they weren't just treating guys right. Um, the matchmaker was uh, trying to build out his guys on top of me and stuff. But we said, you know what, man, that's not going to work against me. You don't know what you got yourself into, but go ahead. You know, I'll find anybody, anybody you, you want. Because I, you know, they knew I was coming off of surgery. And I said, man, you know, let's just, I want to fight for the belt. I want to have the World Series belt, you know. Just give me, give me a guy. Um, and they gave me this guy, and I, and I was totally fine with it, you know. And the next fight, then you know, they set me out for about nine months. And I said, why you guys, you know, I want to, I need to fight, you know. And he's like, oh, he's gonna, you know, can't get you any fights and all this other stuff. And while the guy that I had just beat, which is uh, Branson Hansen, had two or three matches, while I was sitting out, coming from a, from, coming from a win, so it was a whole, uh, you know, that didn't go. It wasn't, it wasn't a great experience with World Series, but I, it, it felt great to go in there and beat this guy, you know, that they were trying to build up.
0: Yeah, for sure, and it's good to get that experience under your belt because you know all those fights that you've had. Now it's all gonna pay off when you take on Jay Z for the lightweight title.
5: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, exactly. I agree with you. You know, it's not. It's like some people. Oh, you know, you. It's when you train. You know, it's not one training camp for a fight. You know, you got multiple training camps, and you know your experience, all that stuff, takes into account, and you're gonna go uh computer a g a guy like you know at a high higher level, you know. So you yeah, agree.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I got a question about Hafi. Now, I picked him uh, as an underdog to beat TJ the second time. The fight didn't go his way, but it looked to me like he might have had a little bit of an injury going in there because when I broke the fight down prior to it happening, I was like, look, Rafael is amazing with his counters. And even though TJ is very good offensively, he leaves a lot of openings, you know, to, to counter him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Hafiy wasn't getting off on his counters like he normally does, so I thought there might have been something wrong with him. Uh, can we expect him to come back 100? percent
5: Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back 100%. Um, you know, he had a he had a little bit of a rib injury um, on the tent. and but it actually it healed up the week before the fight, and he was able to you know stay on the fight and. and um, we just couldn't wrestle much, you know. Couldn't do so for about two weeks. We couldn't do much. Um, just kind of maintain the weight and do here, here, and there. But um, you know, I, I mean, TJ had three title fights while Rafael was injured. You know, he yeah. still proved that he's he's over. He's up there. So he he he's bummed, you know. He was bummed after the fight, now we need, but he's back. back on the percentage.
0: Yeah, he'll be back. He's a very underrated fighter, and I can't wait to see what he does next. But as far as you're concerned, you're taking on Jay Z for the title, man. So I gotta know, how does it go down? Un Jay Z Titan FC Forty main event for the lightweight title.
5: Man, I'm excited. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a hell of a fight. I think, I think it, it'll probably go into the later rounds. I'm thinking maybe a championship round. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Jay Z, you know, is a very a uh, brawler style, you know, good knees, good overhead Um So you know, we we, we put a, a game plan together to try to beat this style, and we'll see how you know. I think at, my, uh, at this point in my career, you know, I have ten fights, I've been on a win streak for a while. Um, it's time to make it a it, you know. It's time to to see what what I'm, you know, if I'm if I'm really ready to go to the next level. Or not, you know. I'm I'm a realistic person. You know? I don't like to um, lie to myself or beat my my. You know, I never had you know like we just we discussed. I never had um super. I never had easy fights. You know, I, my my first fight, the guy was super tough. I was because of my last name because my brothers already had, uh you know, a pretty hard past to my to my career. And I had two ACL surgeries. I tore my ACL in the beginning of my last fight against Bolivar. Uh, and I, you know, I beat him with basically two leg. So I mean, I'm confident. You know, I'm gonna go in there and gonna do what I need to do to be him up
0: yeah man you've been through it all so uh winning this belt would just be a nice way to overcome all that adversity but regardless man the fact that you got to this fight is a big statement and i wish you the best of luck my man thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here right now on half the battle let the audience know where to follow you on social media and anything else you want to plug Freddie. now's the time man
5: first of all i I enjoy talking to you um i think i have the battle uh I hope I can come back on the show after the fight. Um, it's going to be, you know, I hope, hope everybody tune in. Uh, uh, it'll be live on the UFC fight Uh, it'll be a hell of a fight. It's going to be a war. I'm excited. And, uh, if anybody wants to follow me, follow guess. Uh, Friday, the score of some fun Twitter, uh, Facebook and, uh, Instagram. Um, if you want to come check us out, we are uh, MMA, uh, MMA Fitness, uh, we are on Facebook as well, you can just come check us out, uh, give us a shout, thanks for having me in the show, bro.
0: Awesome, Freddie, thanks so much for the time, man, and best of luck in your fight, alright? Thank you, sir. Alright, peace out, it. peace out, brother. Joining me on this very special edition of Half the Battle is Ron Stallings. Ron, welcome to Half the Battle, man. Thanks, man. What's going on? Just chilling, my man. You know, we got a lot to talk about. Obviously, you got this fight coming up against Cristiano Souza. But, dude, I still have a sour taste in my mouth by, uh, you know, the way your last fight went down. I know you're probably trying to forget about it. But we got to talk about it, dude. Because, I mean, you upkicked this guy. He straight up quit. And it cost you your job.
6: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Pretty much uh, the jab, the jab, up upkick, all that stuff, you know. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how it went down. So, I was the funny thing, I was just watching it last night cuz I wanted to really go over all my fights, uh my recent fights and me and uh, um and my coach were watching uh we were watching my fight in um uh, when I fought in Virginia against um Justin Jones and we watched the Joe Riggs fight last night. And you know, some old feelings came up a little bit, but uh you know, it was still productive that I got to see some things and you know, always improve. On some holes and ultimately you know regardless of uh how the outcome you know uh how it came out i still feel it's my responsibility to uh, to capitalize on some things that were were there for me to you know solidify a win
0: yeah i mean it's good to take you know lessons from that fight and the silver lining is you know this fight coming up you are still competing on UFC Fight Pass, so all the UFC fans can watch you fight. But man, I wish they gave you one more shot. But the good news is you go out there, you take care of Cristiano, you never know when that phone call is gonna come back.
6: Oh for sure, man. For sure.
0: So uh you uh you boys with uh my buddy James Vick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's my boy. That's what's up. Yeah, he's the man. Uh that's uh that's my favorite Texas boy right there. So he uh yeah, he told me all about you back in uh back when you first got signed in the UFC. He's like, look out for my boy Ron Stalin. So I was like, All right. And then yeah, man, you uh, had a very good uh showing in the UFC in my opinion. I appreciate that. Yeah, James, James my boy, man. It's good people. Yeah, he definitely is, man. So I mean, what do you think about this guy Chris Shano you're fighting? Man, um Yeah,
6: you know, tell the truth, man, he just fight, man, he's a he's a good fighter. You know, I I I, uh, I did have a chance to look at some of his stuff. And then he brings it, and, uh, you know, um, he comes from a good camp, like a tough camp. So, you know, I look at stuff like that. You know, if a guy can survive at a tough camp, that tells a lot about, you know, uh, potentially what he could do in a fight.
0: Yeah, there you go. And real quick, man, I mean, you got, I can already tell by talking to you, you got such a positive attitude mindset. I mean, how, how do you stay like that, man, considering how that last one went down? Hey, man,
6: uh, uh, In the grand scheme of things, I don't know, maybe it's me getting older and and experiencing life a little uh, uh, different, you know. In the grand scheme of things, man, it all comes down to, like, the real important things, like my family. You know, if I can be here with my family and, uh, you know, provide for them and, you know, get to see my family grow and that kind of stuff, you know. These little hiccups, yeah, it hurt for a little bit, but when I get to come home and hold my kids and see them play and hold my wife. You know, it's
0: kind of like, well, you know, it could be a lot worse. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, yeah, man, it's cool. You can let that one go. Okay, cool. So we're going to let it go, and we're going to go on to Cristiano Souza at Titan FC 40. You know, he's 7-1. and one. You obviously have a lot more experience than he does, but in this sport, you can never count anyone out. Yeah, for sure.
6: Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, too, so check this out. The way I look at it, you know, uh, I always look at – Myself as I won't say necessarily the underdog, but um, my opponent in my mind is always like top five in the world, you know, quality. And the fact that you know, because I know I can fight, and the fact that somebody takes a fight with me, I know they believe they can beat me. That that uh, thought process right there really gets me answers. Gets me. Uh, to really push and be sharp um, you know, going into a fight because nobody gets in the cage believing um, yeah I'm gonna get beat, or hey, I just want to go out there and have fun, you know experience. They get in that cage to win, you know win impressively, so that's why I look at it.
0: So a lot of people don't know this, and actually that was really cool to hear about your mindset, but a lot of people don't know this, and correct me if I'm wrong, you've actually been fighting since 2003.
6: Yemen, yeah, yeah two thousand, yeah, about yeah, two thousand three. I think that's let's see, because I got to, uh, I got to my college, so two thousand one, might have been two thousand two. I'm not quite sure.
0: Damn, son, so you've been in this game a minute, huh? Yeah, man, and uh, you know what's cool about you is that you took so many fights. I mean, before you even made it to the UFC, you were already. You know, competing with guys like Whisper Goodman, guys like Adlan Amagov, guys like Mike Massenzio. So to get that kind of experience before you got, you know, yet that shot against Uriah Hall, it must have been invaluable.
6: Yeah, that's, you know, that experience, that, that was part of the reason why, you know, I didn't, I didn't think anything of it taking a fight with Uriah, man. You know, top-notch guy like that, I fully expected to go in there and beat him.
0: Yeah, and it actually looked like it was going your way. Unfortunately, a cut stoppage, you know, these things happen in the sport. But I'm, I'm sure you took something positive from the way the fight went down, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, with this fight here with Cristiano, I mean, are you looking to finish him? Are you looking for a three-round, hard-fought hard battle? What, what's the plan no, here? I, I always
6: look for a finish. I always look for a finish. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I just always look for the finish. Try to get, try to get, the, get it in and out. You know, take as um, close to no damage as possible. You know, uh, you know. Uh, I don't want to get no uh, cuts, no nothing. I want to have a mark on my face. I want to be able to go right back to uh, training in, um, the next uh, the next week.
0: Yeah, there you go, man. So they call you the choir boy. I'm sure you've talked about this many times. Did you used to sing in the choir back in the day? No, uh, the singing part,
6: the singing part is not me. Right, that's that's not my where my talents lie. But I can play, I can play the keyboard pretty good, man, and, uh, and I, and I got an ear for music, so, you know, I can, I can hear things, and I can hear that I can't sing, but uh, <laughs> you know, I can, uh, I can, I can play the keyboard.
0: Oh, that's what's up, man. You still practice?
6: Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, not as much as I used to, but uh, I still practice. Still every week. Still every week I play, uh, play at church, so.
0: Okay, so you get to actually jam out with some uh, badass musicians, because, I mean, those dudes at church, I mean, especially those drummers, uh, they're nothing to mess around with.
6: Oh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the church musicians are some of the best musicians in the world, man.
0: Yeah, those gospel chops. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, what what do you like better? Do you like fighting? Because I know fighting is your job. Some people... uh, you know, like their hobbies better than they like their jobs. But, I mean, what do you enjoy doing more? Do you like training every day and then going, getting ready for your fight? Or do you like uh, playing music every Sunday?
6: Ah, man, I like fighting, man. Uh, something about the the fighting, but I love music. And, and it's like, to me, the fighting and the music are so similar, man. They tie in together. Uh, uh, you know, when I go into that fighting, my fighting style is based off of the type of music I hear in my head. And the rhythms and the you know the different patterns. So, you know, I always love music. You know, and uh, I don't know something about something about the competition of fighting. just that testing yourself and you know looking for a clean, uh, uh, flawless technique. You know that uh, that, that uh, endless search always to be better. I don't know. You know, it's, it's but 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 at the core at the core of everything, a fighter.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool how you tie it all together, and it makes sense to me because I'm a drummer and I also train martial arts, so something about the patterns and the combinations and, you know, knowing when to execute certain things is, it goes hand in hand. Oh, yeah, man, the drummer, drummers, man, they, they make, uh,
6: I believe they make some of the, uh, the best strikers.
0: Yeah, that's funny because I love Muay Thai, so yeah, definitely, man. Uh, there, there's something about that rhythm, you know? Oh, yeah. So, Ron, I mean, what are your long-term goals in this sport, man? You've been in the game since 2003, you know, over 10 years, but to me, I mean, it still seems like you got a lot of fight left in you.
6: I have a lot of fight left in me, man, and I and I want to take it to the top, man. I want to uh this this last little stint, you know, and and I I'll be honest with you, man. Uh this whole thing, uh, you know, the whole UFC getting the UFC was like a a, a miracle because uh, a lot of people don't know. I, I was—I just came off a decision uh, loss, like a couple months before that fight, and Uriah Hall's opponent pulled out, like, you know, a week of or whatever, and they actually had somebody else pinned to uh, to take that spot, but that person's um, whatever organiz- organization that person came from wouldn't let them out, so it was like, hey, I'm going to strike out go in there and uh, uh and uh, put on a show. And my manager, uh, Brian Butler, they'll you know, put the word in and they're like, Okay, cool, we'll put you in. So and that was a miracle, but that whole um that whole experience, man, has really got me uh got me motivated, got me uh uh, you know, looking at the chops to get back and, you know, maybe do it the uh I guess the earned way, if, if that makes sense. Come off of a nice uh nice win or a nice string of wins and really you know, has some steam going into that.
0: Yeah, I know what you're saying, but in my opinion, even though you did uh, drop that decision to Tim Williams, I mean, you still earned it because, I mean, you put in a lot of work in this game. You've been around for a minute. Yeah, yeah, true. But uh, now you get another chance. So let's say you win this fight. You never know. You could get the call or you could take another fight for Titan and then get the call. But bottom line, man, if you uh, you put some victories on the board, you never know when your phone's going to ring. Exactly. So before we get out of here, man, I mean, how's this fight going to go down? You and Cristiano Souza, Titan FC 40, UFC Fight Pass. What's going to happen when you two step inside the cage?
6: Man, um, you know, I haven't I, pinned down on a, uh, a specific technique or shot, whatever, but I'm going in there sharp because that's all I can say. I'm going in there sharp looking for, uh, to exploit
0: any weakness he, uh, he presents to me. Awesome, man. Well, Ron, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Right here, right now, on Half the Battle. Just let the audience know where to follow you on social media. And anything else you want to plug, now's the chance, man. Okay,
6: appreciate that, man. Hey, yeah, uh, you can follow me on, on Twitter and Instagram at Choir Boy, Choir Boy MMA. I'm um, on Facebook at Ron, Ron Choir Boy Stallings. Um, I want to give a shout-out to all my team, uh, Team Lloyd Irvin, all my guys at, uh, at Top Flight. Give a shout-out to my manager. Uh, Brian Butler and Sucker Punch, and shout out to everybody that's been, uh, you know, just following me, my family, everybody that's been uh, been in my corner. Big, big shout out to my brother, cause he uh, he's really holding it down. Because, you know, I, I I still work. I have a gym, so I have to work full time. But, you know, in times like this, he gets to hold it down. He holds it down for me at the gym. I get to uh, focus on training. So, big shout out to my brother Joey Stalin. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Anytime,
0: brother. Peace out. Joining me on this very special edition of Half the Battle is Andrew Whitney. Andrew, welcome to Half the Battle, man. Uh, what's up? How you guys doing? Doing awesome, man. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, and man, you're taking on Anderson dos Santos at Titan FC 40. You pumped for the matchup?
3: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the matchup. Uh, I feel like he's a he's a you know he's a good strong opponent, so I'm 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 excited for it.
0: Yeah, man, and both of you guys are very experienced. You know, this is actually on paper. I, I believe it's the first Brazilian you've ever fought, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. How do you feel yeah, about that? a lot of before. You know those Brazilians bring it. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. You know us Americans bring it, too. Oh, so. uh,
0: hell yeah, we do, son. We're going to give them a red, white, and blue ass-whooping, as trail uh, Summon would say, right? Yep. So, are uh, you training at ATT for this
3: one? No, uh, I'm actually with a gym called MMA Masters down in Miami oh e- even better I left ATC about a year ago okay so uh how's it going at mma
0: masters i mean you feel like the camp is more uh centralized around you
3: yeah you know they,
2: they put a lot of attention uh
3: on me and you know i can't complain and uh, everybody's treating me good I, I have a striking coach that i work with in uh the coconut creek area so you know i'm down there in the mornings and i'm up here at nighttime i do my physical conditioning in coconut creek cause it's about a 45 minute drive to miami every day so uh you know, every, everything's good.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, you've been in the game a while. You're on a three-fight win streak. Uh, what are your long-term goals, man? You want to make it to the big show or what?
3: Yeah, well, here's the thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot that goes into stuff like that. I should have been in the big show a long time ago. Uh, but um, I don't know. Sean Shelby tells me that I need to keep winning against quality opponents. And uh, I've been winning against quality opponents. I don't really understand the way that some people think. So, uh, yeah, I guess i just keep finishing – these fights and I uh, keep going my thing and I guess when they wanted to a call you can call me. You I'll tell you this, Andrew.
0: I mean, when he says quality opponents, I I think what he means is you know, like you said, get a couple finishes, string them together. Now you're fighting at Titan FC. Correct me if I'm wrong. I got but- nine
3: of them. I got I got I nine finishes and a thirteen win. I got the most knockouts in in Titan history as a battle. I got the most finishes in Titan history. I got the most wins. Like, you tell me what's next.
0: Yeah, there you go, man. Well, uh, the good news is, last time I checked, INFC was on UFC Fight Pass, so you're gonna get the exposure here. You're on a big platform, and you're fighting a guy with a very good record. So you go out there and get this finish. I mean, it's gonna be very hard to deny Andrew Whitney a shot in the big show.
3: They'll still find a way to do it.
0: <laughs> well, you can't think like that, man. You gotta be positive here. You gotta believe that. No, no,
5: no.
3: I, I'm, I'm super positive. But that's why I just, just say keep on winning these fights and uh and we'll see what happens next. I've, I've been told that I was going to get my shot at the next fight, and then the next fight, and the next fight after that, you know. Um, and and uh, two of my losses came to guys that's in the UFC, Cody Gibson and, and Ben Wynn, he fights tonight, actually. He's uh, a top contender uh, at 25. Um, so I'm, I'm fighting quality opponents, and I'm not just picking and choosing my fight.
0: Hey, so you mentioned you took on Ben Wen. I mean, what, what's it like uh, sharing the cage with him? Because obviously he's fighting Luis Smolka. That's a serious fight.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, he caught me in an armbar. Uh, respect to him. I took my hat off. I wish the best to him. Uh, but I was whooping him.
0: So you mentioned you're training at MMA Masters. Who are some of your training partners, man? Who are the guys that really, uh, get good rounds in
3: with you? Um, you know, I, I worked real close with, uh, with Pablo Alfonso. And, uh, extremely good guy. Extremely good BJJ guy. I respect him so much. Uh, you know, I mean, he know, he knows a lot. He's been around a lot longer than me, and, uh, you know, I I, I kind of follow follow uh, under his footsteps. So uh, I mean, there's a couple guys. This kid named uh, Harvey, up and coming kid. Uh, he's undefeated right now, and he's a good wrestler. Uh, you know, good guys. You know, Anderson. Uh, one of just just some guys. Uh, so I mean, there's a few people I can name. For sure. Uh, now, you know.
0: Pablo F- Alfonso is a complete badass. I remember when he tapped out Miguel Torres. Uh, that was. Unbelievable, and I know he fought recently. It was a very close
3: fight, but he actually took some time off, right? Yeah, um, I think after he fought for World Series, he took about a year, a year and a half off. They handled some business he had, but I mean, he's back and he's up and going now. So I actually thought he won the last fight uh, on Titan, but he lost the decision. But um, yeah, I felt like he won.
0: Yeah, I did too. It was a super close fight. It's one of those situations where you know sometimes uh, you got to think about what these judges are looking for, whether it's the takedown at the very end of the round or you know you know shit like that. These judges are crazy, man.
3: Yeah, that's why I don't make it close.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. You know, it's funny because you could be a winning four minutes of the round, but you get taken out for the last minute, and then the judges score it for your opponent. So yeah, you got to definitely think about that kind of thing. Yeah. So, dude, you've never tasted the darkness of a of a KO loss before. You've you've made it all this way. You're uh, you're thirteen and four, and you've never uh, tasted a, a knockout before. What's that like? Um,
3: you know, I, I guess I could just credit uh, me having a pretty good sized neck. You know, I, I got a pretty <laughs> good chance, and uh, I mean, it, it boils down to science, I guess. I've never been touched on that nerve, but uh, you know, I'm not saying that it can't happen. But it's gonna it's gonna take. Uh, not no 35er that's going to be able to do it.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Do you do specific exercises like you were mentioning for your neck to help your chin? Because I know once the chin gets cracked, it can never recover, but there are things you can do to make it uh, so you can absorb a punch better.
3: Nah, I'm just a good old boy from Missouri that's,
0: that's, that's got
3: good genes, get heavy bones, and, and get nerves that run through his chin.
0: <laughs> there you go, man. So, hey, before we get out of here, Andrew, I need a prediction, man. How's your fight with uh, Anderson Dos Santos going to go down, my man? Titan FC 40.
3: And taking his head clean off.
0: I mean, that's all we got to say. Let's just leave it at that. Now, Andrew, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half you the Battle. Just let,
3: let the audience know where to follow you on social media, bro. Um, I mean, um, my Instagram handle is Andrew underscore Whitney. Uh, my Twitter handle is Andrew Whitney, one word, zero one. Facebook is Andrew Whitney. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Thanks you guys for having me
0: anytime, man. Best of luck at Time FC 40 and, uh, we'll speak again soon, man. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Peace. There you have it folks. Thanks so much for checking out this very special edition of half the battle. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at best fight picks, go to bestfightpicks.com and subscribe to half the battle on iTunes, SoundCloud and YouTube. Make sure you tune in to Titan FC 40 this Friday on UFC Fight Pass. And until the next time, enjoy the fights.